Uh, yeah, we're on 17 subscribers, so just a lowly 83 left to get that sweet baby URL. Anyway, oh, I've only just clicked over to look at you. Wow, okay. What a massive schwad. Is that, is that, what, we're, is that what URL we're going to go for? YouTube.com what? forward slash sweet baby. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm well up for that. Let's see what happens if I type that in. YouTube.com slash channel slash sweet baby. No, that doesn't work. You, it should just actually youtube.com slash sweet baby. Oh, they've got 38 subscribers. We can beat that. Oh, damn it. Their account, they haven't been like active for 10 years. We need to get this off oh, them. Sweet baby. Yeah. Just like, it's like videos of uh, like some kind of gig and then 13 minutes of footage from fireworks at Disney World. So it's good. It's, good. it's great content. The dawn of YouTube. Um, 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 this tiny disc aw. looks like a GameCube disc, but it's a DVD-R video recordable disc. I don't know why I've got that here. I wonder what's on it. GameCube game. If, I could, if it could be any GameCube game, it would be Eternal Darkness. No, it would be... i um, to play that. Billy Hatcher. Billy Hatcher? Demo. What the hell is Billy Hatcher? It was an egg-based game that I never played. Oh, yes. It's, it's Sega, isn't it? Probably. That's so funny. Billy Hatcher and the giant egg. Billy Hatcher and the giant egg. Yeah, that's one of those, that's one of those really, like, um, evocative, like, game art, what art uh, covers that is like, oh, I saw that everywhere, but no idea what the game yeah, is. Same. Billy Hatcher. Anyway, enough about Billy Bloody Hatcher. <laughs> I'm sick of the guy and his giant egg. I like me and you crack open this giant egg of an episode, aka episode 18 of pushing. Sorry, I was oh, that was a tear oh, for you. Episode 18 of pushing buttons. Yeah. High five. Did you hear that? Did yeah, you hear I did hear clap? clap. It didn't. Did oh, it... oh, it's crisp. Oh, I wonder if yeah, that's a fun thing. Hi. Anyway. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and hello everyone that's listening to this this podcast today. Yeah, what are you going to say about that? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Literally, it put me in a really like, almost like Buddhist-like trance. It just made, my, just made me really blank. I, I have that effect on people with my songs, much like Jigglypuff. Everybody. Thanks for retuning in or tuning back in or, or whatever you're doing. Although you don't really have to tune into this. It's not in the AM FM radio style of things. You're just getting it, you're clicking on it with your finger on your phone or whatever it might be. Hello and welcome back to Pushing Buttons, the video game podcast with myself, Joe Bellum. And over on the other side of my screen and on the inside of your ears is, of course, Mark Lee Dale. Hello, everybody. Remember, you can also ask Alexa now, and she responds and knows who we are. It's great. Alexa! Play Pushing Buttons! Hopefully that sets somebody's off. Playing Pushing Buttons, a video games podcast. Episode 17. 
can't remember what it was called. That's fun. That's a good impression, man. Um, hello, everybody. This episode, uh, we've got some stuff to cover, as well as some of the usual gubbins. Um, but we're going to be going over some more uh, hot video game news. Uh, we've got a little slice of self, shameless self-promotion for you. But the big kind of topic of the day is... We've, we've touched on it in the past uh, with a barge pole. There's some Nintendo rumours flying around about uh, a, a new console. But we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. We sort of want to unpack them, pass them around, have a little look at the rumours and see what we think of them. So we'll be doing that shortly. You passed me the little like menu tab that comes in the box. Thank you. There you go, mate. Ooh. Oh, look, that truffle. That's the one I want. Ooh. Oh. I'm a I'm a sucker for a, uh, anything that's got orange in. Ugh. The opposite of what I yeah. want. I know I'm I'm an outlier in the chocolate box world. But uh, first of all, we we've got uh, we've still got Jiggy sat there on his throne, haven't we? We have. He's still sat on his throne, smiling, looking over everyone, going, "Oh, this is sick. I love being MVL. <laughs> oh, this jingle is sick." Can you play it again this week? I haven't actually talked to him to see what he thinks of the jingle yeah, or anything. Neither. I should probably ask neither him. Have I. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's MVL this week. Uh, here's that jingle. One, two, three. Jiggy, Jasky, Jenny. I would play somebody. Could beat you in any race. Yep, that's correct. Jiggy, Jasky, Jenny. Games is finished plenty. And I'll wipe that smile off your face. Wipe that smile. To my surprise, usually what happens is Bellum will write a melody and sort of set up some instrumentation for me, send it my way, and I'll sort of rejig anything that needs rejigging and then mix it. Last week, he just sent me vocals. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Somewhat of a blank slate, really. Well, I mean, you got... Are you... Yeah. You, there was a vague vibe of what to go on. You had some vocals to go on, but you just did it. You did what? So you did the drums, bass, and guitar yourself, right? Well, everything's MIDI apart from the guitar because it was quick. Okay, it was quicker cool. to just MIDI it all out. But yeah. yeah, I think it came out all right. It's I, a funky one. I I flipping love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, and if any of you, there was a little bit of inspiration, although it actually came out in a in in a more original way Joe Novelli described it as slightly country which I don't know if I agree with but the inspiration for it is a uh, one of mine and Mark's favorite bands Wolfpack if you don't know them go check them out and I was doing a little impression of Jack Stratton uh, in the middle and end of the jingle there with his voice like he's slightly nasal that's correct like that that's correct um so yeah love that jingle thanks Jiggy for spreading the word about it uh, our podcast. If you'd like to dethrone our dear, sweet, jiggy boy, you know what to do. Just tell five people about the podcast on social media and tag us when you do so. Thank you very much. Lovely stuff. Should we do some self-promotion? Yes. Yes, please. Oh. That sounds delicious. Actually, before we start, um, <laughs> apologies for last week's audio. And also maybe, maybe apologise for this week's audio. My neighbours have started doing a loft conversion. Uh, which I can't do a lot about. So, like, obviously I'll cut it out if it's when I'm not talking. 
But if it's happening when I am talking, it's not a lot I can do about that. So if you hear some vague knocking or drilling, that's what that is. So far, there's been no knocking or drilling on on my end that I can hear. Um, but we'll we'll see when you put the podcast out. Excellent. Um, yes. It, nonetheless, it, yes, it was slightly off-putting the high noise floor that was going on in last week's episode. But I, I listened back to it and had a bloody good time listening to it anyway, Mark. So I don't think you should apologise too much. Okay. Um, yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna just take a moment to plug our YouTube channel. So far, we've mainly just been putting up our um, podcast episodes on our YouTube channel every week. We put the podcast out on all the podcast services and we also put it on up on YouTube if that is your way that you consume content. However, we are looking to do more video content because people like visual things and we enjoy creating visual things. So we are going to start doing that. We've both got skill sets that allow it. Um, last week, it was actually on Halloween, we, we did our debut stream, Whoa. didn't we, Mark? It was our first ever stream we've ever done and it's still up there on our youtube channel and yep you'll be able to tell that it's our first ever stream (laughs) because there are a few ghosts in the technology cabinet uh so to speak on my end specifically um i had some issues with my discord and things weren't working so i could either only see mark's uh, visual gameplay or listen to the audio, but not both. So it was atrocious uh, <laughs> as an experience for me and very difficult to have fun with. So, it was, yeah, it was quite a rocky stream, but we are working things out. I think we're working things out yeah. and we're going to have another go at streaming soon, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It was. It, I mean, it was good fun anyway, and I, I sort of watched it back in parts. And, uh, yeah, you can go check it out. It's on the channel. Um, it was the Pushing Buttons Halloweeny Streamy. Um, and we played a little bit of Amnesia, which is a spooky game for 2010. Mm. Um, but yeah, Bellin wasn't sort of involved much in that experience because he couldn't hear it. <laughs> and obviously, sound is a big part of that game. And it also led to me talking over most of the cutscenes <laughs> in the game. So I, ru- I not only ruined it for myself, but for you also. <laughs> but yeah, go check that out. Um, but as well as some potential live streams, as uh, as Bellum says, we're going to do more video content as well. And we're hoping to get um, our first little video out on, what's the date going to be? It's a Monday, but it's going to be the 9th of November. That's what we're aiming for. Mm, yes. Um, so you're probably listening to this on the Saturday if you're picking it up hot and fresh. So it'll only be a couple of days uh, till that video's out. Uh, we hope mm-hmm. so please do go subscribe to the youtube channel um go watch the live stream in the meantime give it a little thumbs up hit the bell notification that's it i think yeah, i think we're we, done there but i think we are yeah we we would just love to get start a little bit of a community get some people chatting to each other within our community and that could, us having a youtube channel and you being able to see our faces and hear our, our, our and watch our gameplay and that kind of thing is all part of that so we'd love it if you would go and subscribe to that so sort of self-promotion out of the way back to our usual bit to start off the episode mark what have you been playing on your computer or other video games consoles um apex legends with you and uh, friendly friend joe hines yes and we're shit at it oh, we, we played a, we snuck in some some rounds this morning and we were awful I, i'm the same as you i play better <laughs> when i'm just diving into like trios with randos like yeah. when i do that I, i'm godlike but yeah as soon as i jump in with you guys i'm like 
Yeah, um, it's we 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 had a few occasions where we like we started the game and wiped a team or we were near we were near another team yeah and we and we wiped it so we we had some moments of success but on the whole fairly poor yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll attempt to live stream some this week should we do that? I think that's a great idea and then people can watch just I mean we could just do some duos maybe Ooh, maybe yeah I'm well up for that maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, more killing floor 2 which is just excellent good fun just enjoying killing zombies in a violent gory manner to metal, yeah. to metal music yeah just levelling up different classes and stuff it's great fun uh, highly recommend it it's on steam sale for the halloween sale so um now's a better time than ever to pick that up um this one what so so like last week lawal muhammad was suggesting some games and one of them was called frog fractions which he he said was free on the steam so during that episode i literally downloaded it lawal what the hell is this game um (laughs) first of all it doesn't have a volume slider so it blows your ears out oh um it looks horrible, and you're basically a toad or a frog, rather, on a lily pad collecting butterflies. And I think what you're trying to do is stop them attacking your fruit. But when you lick them, like fractions come up, but for no real reason. And then, yeah. and then at the end of the wave, you buy an upgrade, which will be like you can move the lily pad. The lily pad turns into a dragon head, so you can now move around. Your tongue is homing. Then you buy an upgrade that removes the homing. Then you buy an upgrade that puts the homing back. Then you buy an upgrade that removes the homing. And the cycle continued for about 20 minutes before I gave up and stopped playing. So right, okay. it, like, yeah. it's obviously a gag game, but I probably did. Is it, is it educational because of the fractions? No, that's, what, okay. that's what I was trying to work out. I think it's a gag game, but I didn't like make, if there's a payoff, I didn't make it to it. Um, <laughs> because I was bored. But but like the thing is is I started up again the other night thinking I'll start from where I left off. It didn't save. So that game's deleted. So that was Frog Fractions. I think if you want to play a gag game, my personal recommendation specifically for you Lawal would be Avery Attorney, Pony Island and Doki Doki Literature Club, but with an advisory warning on that one because it is NSFW. So the, like those games have in in very different ways have a different sort of gag thing going on that's that's the payoff although every eternity is actually like a point and click adventure game but all the characters are birds and it's just very witty uh th- those would be my suggestions this frog fractions thing did didn't i mean it was free and it didn't sell me so yeah <laughs> Uh, thumbs down yeah i'm afraid uh, the final thing was Hyrule warriors i'm sure lawal will will message in with like why he thinks it's great there must be a reason oh, yeah. i just i probably i probably didn't get it anyway hyrule warriors um age of calamity demo yeah i played that i'm not going to say much about it because it might be related to a video releasing next week but mm. um it's 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 really great and like everyone i've spoken to has been like yeah this is actually great you know people that don't play warriors games uh, as well just have really enjoyed it um but that's as much as i'll say on that but it's free go check it out it might surprise you as well please let us know what you think and i still haven't played valorant which i said i would uh and i haven't played that yet because i'm more interested in apex with you guys at the moment so so is this is this segment now also becoming games that we haven't played no no, that, no, that was be- more of an update <laughs> because like valorant okay. got, me- got right. mentioned the last couple of weeks i think and i, I just haven't oh, okay. put any time into it so 
that's the that's another hero shooter. Yeah, in fact, the didn't the VGC boys chat about that? Yes, yeah, they did. What about you? Um, uh, so yeah, not so. I, I haven't been playing loads of games, but I have played a lot of these games. So first of which you mentioned Apex Legends, Legends even, uh, which I played a little bit with you, and I played quite a lot of their sort of Halloween mode, which is quite silly. But I just I gave that a go last night. Play. Yeah, and um, the first two games, I had no idea what was going on. I I really like it. I just really like that when you die, you come back as a massively like overpowered melee fighter, and you can kind of help your team out. And it just makes the games a bit longer, so I think that's why I like it. Because mm. if your team, if all your team's dead, you're not instantly failing. Well, that's um, what happened. It's just quite silly fun. Yeah, that's what happened on my like third round of it. It finally clicked. I kind of understood what was going on and why these other like zombie things were coming at me. Yeah, yeah. And then and you spawn a big old beast. Yeah. And then like two of us died, and we kept our our last guy alive for a very long time. We got like fifth place after that. But yeah. like the amount of people that we actually just just straight up murdered as the zombies was real fun. So yeah, it's silly. Yeah, but. yeah, that's that's the fun bit, running up and just slapping people about as a zombie. Uh, I've also started, because it's come to uh, Game Pass, I know I'm a bit of a broken record with that, but um, so I thought I'd give it a go. Katana Zero, which is a, a little indie game. It's a lot like, it's sort of like a samurai side-scrolling version of Hotline Miami. So it's sort of like you it's one hit kills you have to make your way from the start of the room to the end of the room but if you get hit once you die and it's just working out how to get from one end of the room to the other end of the room by performing really cool samurai kills and it's got a really cool vibe to it it's got like that sort of john wick soundtrack vibe to it that we like so much Mm -mm. so yeah that's that's a lot of fun i would recommend katana zero if if you like sort of indie combat platforming it's sort of got that puzzle element, like I said, that Hotline Miami has where you have to work it out. And finally, a game that I've started and is just an absolute pure joy is uh, I finally got around to playing Nino Kuni, which is obviously quite an old game now, but um, they it was on sale on the Nintendo eShop down to about £8, I think, mm-hmm. which is huge considering it was 45 or 40 um, which in itself is ridiculous for such an old an old game um but yeah started playing Nino Kuni and I've been playing it with my girlfriend sat alongside me because it's just an utter joy it's cute it's lovely it feels like this is what uh, our friend Jonah Velli described it as it feels like a sort of the lost Studio Ghibli film because obviously Studio Ghibli partnered up with Level 5 to create the game and um it the cutscenes in it are just stunning they are just a Studio Ghibli scene yeah um and and it looks so good and it's it's very simple combat. It's sort of like Final Fantasy meets Pokemon because you sort of summon these little, um, I can't remember what they're called now, but you summon these creatures into the battle that sort of fight for you or you can fight for yourself and you can cast spells. It's very much turn-based RPG combat. But there's there's quite a lot to it in terms of what you do outside of the combat as well with spells, Lo- loads of things. I don't want to go into it too much because um, I don't know if you're planning on playing it. Like you mentioned that you might, but... I've wanted to play it since it came on PS3 as a demo. Um, yes. I played the demo and I was like, well, this is, this is great. I'll get this. And then, of course, never did. And then the remaster sort of came out suddenly. I was like, oh, great. Yeah, no, I never played that. And then there was Nina Kony 2 and... I yeah, just never exactly. I just never pick them up because obviously RPGs are time consuming and like I've always had something on the go so it's never felt like the mm-hmm. right time with it being on Switch for 8 quid I was very 
very tempted, but like with a big game like this, I'm st- I'm just super unlikely to buy it on a handheld platform. Oh, uh, really? But that's, it's so funny that because you, you said I think you said that about something previously, and just like that's so for me, it's the perfect platform especially when it's a game that doesn't have like graphics so i can understand with like the witcher 3 because of like graphical and performance reasons but because nino kuni is just a cartoon it doesn't suffer from that in the slightest so for me i love being able to like do an rpg on the go like if i'm on a train or wherever just be like oh i can just i can just farm or i can just spend this train journey leveling up my character for me it's like a perfect way to play it so why 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 is that not the case for you um because like I'm probably going to sit down and invest a bit of time in it um, and invest in the story. Sometimes it is a graphical thing. I just, on the, on the Switch, I prefer things I can dip in and out of um, yeah. that don't require like huge amount of, I don't know, brain power to remember what you're doing and where you are when you go back in. I don't mind that with the Nintendo AAA stuff like Breath of the Wild or whatever. But if I'm going to play a larger game, I'm more likely to play it on, if I had a console, a console or, you know, sat at my PC where I can appreciate it on a larger screen and of course you can can dock it yeah i was gonna say of course you could dock the switch but even then i can use my xbox controller like i just kind of sway towards that experience more so yeah i'm very unlikely to get on a train and you know open up a really big sprawling rpg game i hear you i hear that mate i hear that i'm thoroughly enjoying that and uh just looking forward the story is just well nice as well it's got a really nice story so thoroughly enjoying that if people are into rpgs or cute stuff go check out nino kuni it is on sale on nintendo eShop. excellent should we move on to some news let's move into the news of the world today news of the video game world specifically and it looks like we're starting off with some more joyous delays mark that's all we're getting at the moment isn't it yeah pretty much and the first delay, well, no, no, there are more delays. I've just checked. Uh, the, the first delay is Far Cry Five. Uh, I think we had an inter- interesting discussion about Far. Cry. Is it Far Cry Six? Yeah, it might be. I might be a typo. It's a typo. It's a typo. Uh, so yeah, Far Cry Six rather delay. We we had an interesting chat with Dan Mayer when he was on the show on episode five about Far Cry, and we both both kind of had similar experiences where we bo- we've both played a Far Cry game and were very Far Cryed out after it because they're all kind of the same. So I don't really have any interest in this. I haven't been following it. I didn't play four or five, so this doesn't affect me. Ubisoft are trash anyway, so like it's kind of whatever, but yet another delay. Yeah, I like that Giancarlo Esposito is in it, as he's a very, very good actor. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I've, I've never really dug the Far Cry games particularly, but you know, you know, if this gets rave, rave reviews, you never know. But yeah, it's not really... Not really my cup of tea, but that's another delay for you. And that's just, you know, add that to the heap that we've had from 2020. And another news in the delay world, the reported Mass Effect trilogy, which still hasn't officially been announced, is reportedly delayed to 2021. And there will be no Switch port. So it is just going to be for PC and Xbox and PlayStation. Yep. However, a little after I've done a little bit bit of digging, it's it's coming up is N7 day. N7 of course being big deal. Uh what 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 is N7 in in Mass Effect? Is it the the it's the army, isn't it? Your kind of the army, yeah. So or something. Uh, it is N- 
it's N7 Day coming up soon in um, November the, on November the 7th, which will have actually happened. No, is that the day that we're planning on releasing this podcast, I think? Um, and there is an event taking place on November 7th, N7 Day, in which the original cast of the trilogy are having a virtual re- reunion. Um, so all of the voice actors from the first three Ma- Mass Effect games are getting together. And there's going to be a bit of an event. And there's, you know, on N7 Day, they normally do release something, you know, some kind of little tidbit about something um so who knows that might be when they're going to talk about this remaster finally which would be nice that would be nice um i wonder if part of the i mean this is speculation i wonder if part of the delay is to get potentially it ready for next gen consoles as well or they're just not done with it who knows i can give Um, you the n7 um, mass effect wiki fandom yes please Uh, n7 is a vocational code in the systems alliance military the N designates special forces and the seven refers to the highest level of proficiency. So N7 can roughly be translated as big boys. Ah, big boys. So big boys day is coming up November the 7th. Who knows? There might be something about the trilogy. Finally, um, this next piece of news looks a little bit more PC nerdy, Mark, so you can take it. Sure. Uh, AMD have finally showed off their 6000 series lineup to challenge Nvidia's high-end 3000 series card. The benchmarks so far are looking promising, uh, but as always, wait until you know the demo cards or whatever you want to call them are out to you know all the reviewers' hands, and we'll see where we are mm-hmm. and check out what the real story is. But basically, it looks like they're now finally competing with the high-end. It looks like they've made big leaps and bounds over the previous generations. AMD have been extremely dis- disappointing in the GPU arena for a decade or so. So it'd be mm. great to sort of have competition back again and uh, bring AMD back in the race. And also just give consumers more choice and hopefully with it, lower prices. We love those low, low prices, baby. Next up, people are raving about the PS5's new controller, the Dual Sense, and specifically its haptic feedback system, which emulates uh, different surfaces and adds a new sense of depth. And the new trigger system, which has added resistance using a little motor that can change the resistance of the trigger and where it activates. So it basically emulates pulling a real gun trigger. And if you're pulling back the string of a bow, you'll feel the tension in the triggers and people are using it and saying it it does really feel sort of next gen. And it's, it's sort of a massive leap up from what Nintendo were trying to do with the HD rumble in the Joy-Cons. Yeah, um, I've never seen a game use it either. Never. No. Um, well, as in like, I've played lots of games with Rumble, but not. I haven't played any games that actually utilise it as sort of a mechanic in the game. Yeah, I watched a video on it and um, they were playing Astro's Playroom and it apparently really... It's, it really like emulates those surfaces. So if you're on wood, you kind of... If it's like a hollow surface or glass, you feel the differences between those two things. It's quite clever. Um, yeah. The controller also has a little speaker in it to sort of go along with that. So it informs the feeling with a little bit of sound. Yeah. So it sounds yeah, really clever. It sounds great. I think, I think it's one of those things, and I've sort of said this before, that I think they will utilise really, really well with Sony first-party games. I, I think it will be yeah. amazing. But I can't really see developers who are third party going out of their way to to cuz cuz they'll just have to add it in for the whole game just for one console yeah. um which I just don't I just don't really see them doing also <laughs> there's been some sort of well I, I don't know if you call them memes but some people chatting about it saying how will it affect a game that is ranked or you know that is um sort of PVP if it is that you know it makes it harder to pull the trigger of a gun 
um, will that make it worse? But I assume that's the kind of thing that just wouldn't be turned on in competitive multiplayer games. Yeah, probably. There might there might be something within the single player if it's put in as a function where your gun jams as part of the story and they incorporate that yeah. into the trigger. You know, things like that. Yeah. Or quickly fire the 50 cal and it feels heavier because it's a massive F-off big yeah. cannon gun. But like... I, I think that it, it could be a really cool thing in like, say something like... Um, the Horizon Zero Dawn sequel that I think involves a bow and arrow. I haven't played the games, but I think yeah. there is a bow and arrow in it. If it is the kind of thing where where you start the game, it's really tough to pull the trigger down mm-hmm. to fire the arrow because you're sort of weak. And as your character progresses, the trigger becomes easier to press down. That sort of thing is going to be really smart. And um, yeah, that's that's some really next-gen groundbreaking technology that you do just you want to see more of in in consoles yeah it's kind of branching slightly into the 4d space but without going like 4d cinema stupid so quite like the idea um but as you say definitely probably mostly first party titles so you know we'll see and i mean playstation has got a a reputation for exceptional first party games and this will probably just make them even better so kudos to them what's next well the little add-on to that people have noticed that for some reason the dual sense controller will work with ps3 and not ps4 um that is weird which is just a bit odd and i don't really know if it means anything <laughs> but as in, as in they've ju- they've like just turned on the ps3 and tried it out with it and it just works or have they had to do like a hack to no apparently it will sync but it doesn't work with the ps4 yeah it's just bizarre well i mean it, it wouldn't surprise me if they've in- intentionally made it so that you can't use it for ps4 because people still have ps4s out there yeah. and they still want people to buy ps4 controllers um so that doesn't surprise me because that's a quite a Sony move and yeah. PS3 is quite an ob- obsolete console. So they're just like, oh, we don't need to worry about it. If people work that out, they'll work it out. Also, I don't know if you've seen it. I watched a video of someone controlling a Nintendo Switch with it, with the DualSense. Oh no, how do they do that? <laughs> I don't know. There's just there's a video of them like going through the menus and then starting to play a game with the DualSense. So I don't know if it's just like... Again, that might be some kind of hack that someone's done with the firmware. But if it is that they've just turned on the Switch and they're just like, oh, the DualSense worked with it, that'd be This is great. It's better than a Nintendo Pro Controller. Yeah, well, it would be better than a Switch Pro Controller. Um, final piece of news. Gran Turismo 7 is reportedly launching in the first half of 2021. Uh, nice, shiny racing game. Yes. Yeah, it's racing sims. A genre that I do not care for, but a lot of people do. So if you get in the PS5, that'll be a big game for a lot of people, I'm sure. Just give me some burnout, man. Just give me a good burnout <laughs> yeah. game. Give me a game where I can smash stuff up or I've got weapons. Yeah. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, yeah. Um, wouldn't it be great to have a new Mario Kart game? I mean, Mario Ooh. Kart 8 was great, but I would love me Mario Kart 9 with something really innovative. That'd be great. But... Speaking of Mario Kart and a Nintendo uh, franchise, should we move on to our chunky topic for the day? Yeah, go on. Then. It is time. Um, <laughs> it is Mark, time. Mark, there are a lot of rumours flying around. Yeah, We've mentioned them in... The <laughs> okay, so it's The Lion King by Disney. It's a good film. Go watch it. Um, <laughs> Nintendo. Oh, come on. Stay with me. Come on. Okay. Bloody hell. You have forgotten who you are. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, ladies and gentlemen, we're, 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 we're talking about a lot of stuff that's rumour, okay? But there are enough sites talking about these rumours to corroborate 
it, en- enough, basically, because there's substantial stuff going around about certain things. Some rumours are a little bit more far-fetched. But basically, we want to take this opportunity to look at some of those rumours and maybe have a little chat about what we would want from a Nintendo console, a follow-up to the current Nintendo Switch. Both me and Mark have the day one Nintendo Switches, the ones without the extra battery life, the ones that aren't the Switch Lite. So, my left joy I have visited... Again? Yes, yeah, actually broken. As in it all functioned, but the little light, co- the, you know the little light on the side? That doesn't work. Yeah. And it doesn't work as a one-player controller anymore. It only syncs as a pair, not as a single. Um, they, they are... They're trash. The, they're some of the worst functioning. I think when it's all working, I think they're quite clever and there's some good things to them, but they are some of the worst functioning controllers in terms of how easily they don't work uh, yes. I've ever experienced. And yeah, I don't know... Sure. How on earth Nintendo ended up with that, especially at such a high price point? Anyway, that's a topic for another time. Um, so I guess the first thing to cover is what we want for the next Nintendo console <laughs> is controllers that work. I've, I've sort of got a lot of the this this stuff from techradar.com, which is a great website that has lots of stuff about tech. But they've got a great article about um, all of the rumours, and I'm gonna we're gonna talk about some of them, but there are there are loads. Um, yeah. The first sort of Port of call really is the the basis of all of this. That it is, it is widely reported that Nintendo is aiming to release a 4K Switch and inverted commas Switch 2.0 in 2021. But there has been no official word from Nintendo yet. It's all just stuff being found from various sources, various companies. Um, Specifically, a a recent report by Bloomberg has alleged that Nintendo is asking developers to make their Nintendo Switch games 4K ready, adding weight to previous rumours that Nintendo has a resolution upgrade up its sleeve with a 4K ready upgraded Switch console. Uh, Bloomberg also suggests that Nintendo is planning a bunch of new games alongside the console, which the report says is why this year, so 2020, has been relatively fallow for Switch releases. A new, more powerful console could certainly be a good way to show off Breath of the Wild 2. So I suppose the sort of gut reaction to that is... Firstly, having the word sort of 4K and Nintendo spoken in the same sentence does not really... Is, is bizarre to me and not something that I thought I would ever hear. Um, yeah. Obviously, it is the next big leap and Nintendo have always been very much behind the curve. Uh, for example, in the Nintendo Wii without any HD capability when all of the consoles were HD and HD ready. So it sort of sounds like they're trying to play a bit of uh, keepy-uppy, a little bit of tr- a little bit of sort of like keeping up with the Joneses and the Joneses being PlayStation, Xbox and PC. Yeah, I don't really know how I feel about that because Nintendo have always, you know, post GameCube at least for sure, have always sort of been running their own race. And I would say very successfully with the Nintendo Wii. I look at, I do look back at that console and think actually there was so much fun to be had with that thing. Oh yeah. A lot of bloatware, a lot of third party trash that littered the shelves, but in general, just a lot of fun, a lot of great games. Um, a lot of great games, the, a lot of innovation, and also yeah. a lot of things that brought in what I would call casual gamers and also just non-gamers. There were so many games that they put out there. I mean, yeah. stuff like Wii Sports, obviously, that did entice people that wouldn't normally play games to pick up a Wiimote. Yeah, so when I hear that they're... I mean, the thing is, is that we, we've got the Switch and that's not a 4K console, 
it's a 720p console in handheld, 1080p on the screen. And that's kind of fine. We're used to Nintendo not having the same level of graphic fidelity as the big boys. And that's all right. The, the, the worry here is that if they're making a 4K... It doesn't sound like they're making a 4K Switch. It sounds like they're making a 4K console. So what happens to Switch support here? Because if this Bloomberg report is accurate, it's saying that they're planning a, a load of new games alongside it, which explains why it's been a crap year for Switch games. So it already shows that Switch support is basically been tossed out the window. So are you are you sort of describing a Wii to Wii U sort of situation in which the Wii U was an HD console, but it it was marketed in a very confusing way in which people were like, oh, so is it the Wii? Oh no, it isn't. It's a totally new console, and the two aren't linked. Well, I always thought. I mean, yes, yeah, I agree with what you said, but. I also always saw the Wii U as some weird, and I was right, I was proved right when the Switch came out, but it looked like a, a test for some sort of like external screen vibe. Yeah. It, I mean, that, can, that massive controller literally looks like a prototype for the Switch. And obviously that was a, a huge failure. Like, but there was also a failure of marketing and, and all sorts. The hardware was weird. Like it was, it was a bit of a messy time for them. So when the Switch came out and kind of just went, this is not the most powerful thing in the world, but look what it can do and look at all the customizability and the little controls and stuff. So we were kind of like, okay, cool. That's great. But with this year being so quiet, these reports of 4K, I just see the Switch being dumped if this is true. I Yeah, I think it's, it is definitely worrying in, in that regard. I do think there is, as we will go on to see, there, there seems to be talk about it being 1080p in handheld then up to 4K on the TV. So they're basically doing a similar thing again in which the mm. the dock, however it functions, will then be upscale, whether it's upscaling or not, maybe this time it will actually have some kind of GPU or some kind of power inside it. Who knows? Um, yeah. Because I, 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 I heard there was going to be no handheld mode. That's so, another so, rumor I heard. So another thing that I'd say, which I haven't actually detailed in here, is is in they, they recently had a sort of stockholder meeting and they are really doubling down on how important they think the sort of ethos and the concept behind the switch is in terms of the on the go versus the the being at home thing and i do from everything they say they are really happy with that as a as a sort of ethos and concept i so i don't, i don't see them moving away from it um yeah because like as you said if it was a 4k console a thing you're plugging into your tv and that's it what has, like you said, Switch as we know it surely is dead. I mean, they can't call it a Switch because the whole idea is it Switch because it switches from docked. Mm -hmm. to, so, yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, we literally don't know. But, um, I mean, wouldn't complain if Breath of the Wild 2 looks absolutely stunning in 4K on my TV. Well, that's, that's an absolutely beautiful thing. But I agree with you in that I don't want it to be at the behest of the console that I currently have and love and all of the games that I have for that, which I want to carry over onto my next console with the Nintendo family. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Something to be wary of as well is Nintendo are very similar to Sony in a lot of ways and potentially even more ruthless than Sony in that they aren't so keen on help being consumer friendly and thinking, no, if you've got it on this console, you can carry it over to the next one. Nintendo are probably the worst for making you buy their games over and over and over again on every console you've ever had. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the thing is, is you've owned a Switch from launch. So I don't know how you feel. 
yeah. I had mine, you know, a few months afterwards. Yeah. I, I've never felt like it's really gotten going. We had a good, like, first year and a half, but I never felt like, it's never felt like it's at, at full tilt, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, we've never had a major UI change. We've never had, like, lots of, like, apps and useful things appear. We've never felt like there's a string of games to really look forward to. But there have been some great games and obviously a lot of third-party stuff, but it's never felt like, wow, this is a great place to be. Isn't everything yeah. fantastic? Oh, can't wait for this update. It it still feels like it's not really evolved. No, it, it feels as though they took, they were very much satisfied with that initial success that they had in their first six months to a year. And since then, they've sort of got away with the bare minimum, really, and thought, well, let's just focus on what we're doing next, which which might not yeah. be the case, but... And it is very Nintendo, really, to to get success, get monetary success. And instead of thinking what someone potentially like at Xbox do, who is things, you know, that's not good enough, or, or how they're going into the next generation anyway, we want to be really pro-consumer and give as much as we can and continue to iterate. What Nintendo do is think, wow, people seem really happy with this. They're going to buy it. Looks like we're done with that, or looks like we don't need to do anything else for them. And yeah, I, t- I totally agree with you. It's been very stagnant. And the mm. fact that, like you said, in three three and a bit years now, three and a half years, the UI hasn't changed a jolt. It's been the same the whole time. Um, it's kind of mad, or at least no customization to it. Or They've added little tiny bits here and there, like the, the Nintendo, the the Nintendo Online um, NES, the SNES emulator stuff. Yeah. Um, it but, just feels very stagnant. Yeah. And the store is a mess, Yeah, uh, which we've discussed before. And they never really addressed, addressed the uh, Joy-Con issues. No. So it's just kind of, it's not that it's been fully left to rot, but 2020 has really doubled down on this like stagnation of the whole yes. affair. Yeah. Um, so I'm almost kind of sad every time I s- switch on my Switch and I'm not like particularly excited to play anything on it really yeah yeah um but again that's not to say that there hasn't been some great experiences in games on there um yeah yeah. but it's it all just feels a bit uncertain um there's another rumor that uh we'll go into quickly a data miner has dug into the new nintendo switch version 10.0 firmware and found hints that it adds uh, sorry preliminary support for a new switch model NXABCD1, whatever that means, <laughs> with a secondary display, like uh, possibly a dual screen like the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo this DS. Is the same. Yeah, sorry, Nintendo DS. Uh, this is the same data miner who previously uncovered that Nintendo was working on a revised, uh, what turned out to be longer life switch uh, from firmware 9.00. However, like with all these rumors treat it with heavy skepticism and so he he's but so this guy's had success in the past basically because he found out about yeah. this longer battery life switch that actually did end up coming out um yeah so i mean surely they're not going to go down the ds route again can you wh- why would they do that um i mean the only thing i can think of is samsung uh still trying to plow on with their like dual screen folding phone technology um if they made a switch for two screens it would be massive uh it, at least in its current design yeah but if they're able to incorporate a folding screen which i don't think they will there's 
kind of a potential there for something cool and interesting i, I don't want that personally no. but also would it would it work in like how do you, how do you then dock it to the tv because you're losing a screen i i don't really i don't really know how that would work to yeah. be honest with you i i reckon this is one of those lost in translation things where there's probably something in there about an extra screen support, but it, it having a dual screen like a Nintendo DS is something that I just don't see. That, I mean, how many gimmicks can one console have? I don't see it being a Switch and a DS at the same time. Yeah, unless, it, it, like you say, if it's a massive loss of translation, it could be that Nintendo DS ports are coming over yep, to the Switch. very true, which I'd That's, be happy with. Yeah, that'd be more likely uh, and would make more sense. Again, you'd lose the dual screen aspect of the games, um, the, the the third option I can think of is that maybe they're adding support for docking without a dock. So essentially, you, you you're playing cabled, yes. and you use your switch and the screen in your hands as the controller. So therefore, you gain that sort of Wii U aspect. Oh, I see. Yeah, of having yeah. a screen in your hands. So sort um, of the screen showing the map, sort of thing, like they used to do. Yeah, maybe. Again, I wouldn't want that because holding the switch is not super comfortable i would prefer to just buy a pro controller for those long sessions so that those are the two scenarios i can think of from the top of my head yeah and a slightly odd one and i agree with you not something that i would want um uh, this this next one is is interesting because it's sort of talking about uh different ways in which they could do the sort of enhanced display so there's basically Slightly different from the 4K rumours we've been seeing with this sort of Nintendo Switch Pro. Uh, We may see a mini LED display replace the current LCD screen. According to a report from Taiwan's Economic Daily News, the still-rumoured Switch Pro model could sport mini LED screens supplied by Inolux, Inolux, uh, a well-known (laughs) manufacturer... Manufacturer... a well-known manufacturer in the field. The current Switch and Switch Lite consoles use an HD 720p LCD screen. If a new Switch console did have 4K capability, we imagine it'd be in docked mode, with handheld mode offering a slightly boosted full HD, which is obviously 1080p. Upgrading to a mini LED display instead of LCD uh, would make all those pixels look better than before, as mini LED displays use thousands of tiny individually controlled backlights in the glass um, in the glass substrate of the panel to offer a wide contrast ratio, better brightness control, deeper blacks, and richer colours. It could even mean thinner and lighter product designs. There are rumours that 2021 will bring an iPad Pro 12.9, which utilises mini-LED technology too. So it could be a technology that's on the rise. Mark, I mean, I'm not by any means smart in the differences between these LCD, QLED, OLED, LED, all that sort of screen project, uh, you know, technology. Um, But, I mean, is this something you know anything about, the difference between LCD and LED? Uh, Not enough to talk about in detail, to be honest with you. I I do occasionally watch videos on this kind of stuff because it does interest me. Some of it goes over my head. It's a lot to do with the size of the individual light sources, um, the purity of the light, the using different like layers of glass mm-hmm. and substrates to basically refract the light differently and provide cl- clearer images mm-hmm. and higher pixel depth and all this sort of thing. 
uh, better off-axis viewing. Uh, like, but yeah, I couldn't. I genuinely couldn't talk about these particular technologies in any great detail. I recommend going and you know looking for yourself on YouTube. To be honest with you, um, yeah. However, you know, we 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 talk about what what do we want from a future, you know, Nintendo console, and for me, it boils down to two things. Um, ultimately, I want the Switch to be supported, you know, and continue to be supported. Yeah. But if they did make a new Switch, 1080p in handheld mode with a bigger screen and somehow keep it the same size and lighter, this, this like, rumour of the mini LED technology is right up that alley and mm-hmm. what I would be looking for in a new Switch. The 4K thing, I mean, again, like you, you mentioned, maybe it's in the dock this time. Maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's upscaling and not true 4K. Yeah. I, I don't know. Because mobile chips and APUs are becoming, you know, fairly impressive. So it's not totally out the window, but I don't think we're there yet. How, so I don't how really about know what's this? There. How about this? They they launch a Switch Pro, and a lot yeah. a lot like the Lite, um, it is a it's purely a handheld console, and it's a 1080p handheld console. But you can buy separately a 4K dock that does have a G- GPU inside um, or ha- whatever it is to to natively run 4K. And that is then something you can get separately. So if you want, you could just get the new handhelds like the light 1080p Qualboy, or you can, you can separately buy this, I don't know how much they charge for it, but a little dock that if you wanted to, you could then get 4K visuals on your telly box. Yeah, I mean, you're... It's going into the realm of like overcomplication. Yeah, then, definitely. It? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. people want to be able to buy a product that they know is going to do what it says on the tin. Yeah. It's a problem that f- the Xbox 360 had at the start of its life because like some of them didn't have HDMI. Mm-hmm. So they didn't come with like some came with hard drives, some didn't, some didn't come with memory cards, some did. Some didn't have a Wi-Fi adapter. Like it was like a, a bit of a minefield to yeah. make sure you were buying the thing you wanted. And I think avoid that all, at all costs. I clear. mean, I know what you're saying, but you kind of just want to buy the box. Know it comes with one controller, has all the capability written on the box, and yeah. maybe comes with a game, or whatever. Yeah. And then job done, set it up. So I think that's that would be the ideal. Um, it's just yeah, yeah. Nintendo are weird. They are weird. But I think I think that would be a bit complicated, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, I I mean I definitely agree with you, especially with the Switch and Nintendo products being so sort of child friendly and kid friendly, and pe- parents having to buy them for their kids. They want to make it as simple as possible, I suppose. Yeah, I think something that you sort of mentioned throughout throughout is 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 this support and this acknowledgement of Nintendo not necessarily always being very user friendly not very being not really making things as easy as it could be to be a switch player um or, or as convenient as it could be i should say and what i would love to see is sort of like a fresh ethos from Nintendo and whether it is a, a new face of the company stepping out and being like listen we're going to make Nintendo a we're going to bring it we're going to bring it up to modern day in terms of support and the way the ui and also what the console supports and you know whether it's apps and all this stuff i don't know if they necessarily need that but it's more like you said about that e- ecosystem um but still staying true to nintendo's core values which is innovation in gameplay and really well made first party 
fun games that are some of the best examples of first-party games. Like Things like Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, two games that came out on the Switch, I do think are some of the like best Ooh. games of all time. So I, I genuinely think that Nintendo can continue doing that and should continue doing that. I don't necessarily think they need to keep up with the graphics, but like you said, would love a 1080p screen that's slightly bigger, doesn't have that bevel that takes up a quarter of the bloody console. Um, that's an exaggeration, Ooh. but it's a lot. Um, <laughs> and, you know, just felt like a really sleek piece of kit and not something that falls apart like a toy i want something that you know you know looks maybe looks a bit like an apple product that is really lightweight thin feels sturdy but a modern day product not something that feels like a kid's toy and i do think nintendo do have a danger of that quite a lot but still making their their great games I mean, these some of these rumors are slightly mad. I mean, the dual screen thing is is completely out the window. That's yeah. got to be a that's got to be a mistake. Yeah. The four K thing sounds like it's going to happen one way or another. Whether it's directly inside the switch and the APU is just an absolute powerhouse that we don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The the mini LED screen stuff would be like great, but personally, what I would want is like you say exactly that a a switch, better Joy Cons no bezel that's like you know i want that edge-to-edge screen i want it crisp 1080p full hd in my hands um and then a dock that maybe is more than an 80 pound piece of plastic who knows the other option i would want but this would be a departure from the switch thing and again would be an anti-switch support thing and won't happen would actually just be a wii too so bring back that sort of level of in interaction i mean they could just do this with the switch and bring out a wiimote switch thing do you know what i mean but like i'd love to see that I, I, stuff brought back i don't but, i don't i wouldn't i don't i don't think we can ever rule out nintendo doing something mad like that purely because they have always been a two console company they've always had a handheld console and they've always had a you know, console console, an at home on your TV console, and it wouldn't yeah. be wouldn't surprise me if they had something that ran alongside the Switch because even though the Switch does do the, the sort of best of both worlds, it is their sort of main headline console, I suppose. And if they are bringing out a a new version of it that has all the bells and whistles, it does sort of leave leave a gap really in the 3DS world because they've sort of stopped supporting the 3DS now. I think I think they have officially stopped supporting the 3DS. Um, yeah. So it does, it leaves a gap. So I, I wouldn't put it past them to think of something new and crazy that they bring out. VR, it could yeah. be VR. You never know. Nintendo could be working on VR. I doubt that, but <laughs> it could, you know, something like that. They've already got VR, mate. It's the Labo. You oh, sorry. Stra- you literally strap the Switch yeah, to your head. and you build it out of cardboard like an idiot would. They've done it in the past, haven't they? When they brought out the DS, they were like, no, we love Game Boy Advance. We're going to support it. And then within a year, dumped it. And then they brought out the Switch... Uh, 3ds, sorry, and they were like, "No, we love DS. We're going to keep supporting it because yeah. we can. We can make both 3ds and DS games dubbed within uh, over yeah. a year." Switch came out. Nope, 3ds is a legitimate handheld platform that we're going to continue to support. And then a year and a half later, they dumped that. So, like, who knows? Um, I mean, yeah. you can't really blame them. You have to move on. But on the other hand, you know, be upfront with what's happening. Yeah. Because I don't want them to come out and suddenly go, "Oh, I've got this 4K console, and we're going to develop." 
the Switch games more as a handheld thing. Uh, see a Switch, we're actually done with you. Yeah, it's it, they've sort of shot themselves in the foot, really, by their console cycle is so out of whack with the other console cycles. In that this console is only yeah. th- this console is only three years old, but the technology is so far in advance of what the Switch was when it came out in 2017. So they yeah, they've yeah, really yeah. sort of shot themselves in the foot with that which is really frustrating because the Xbox Series X and PS5 are going to come out with with their ray tracing and all their beautiful stuff. And that isn't what Nintendo fans want. That isn't necessarily what they need on their console. But the sad fact is that now if a developer is making a next-gen game, they will have to make a totally different version for the Switch because it's not as powerful. And, I mean, they've already been doing that. Every, Mm. Every developer has been having to make a separate Switch version, as far as I know. So it's now even more unlikely that a new game is going to find its way onto the Switch. So they're going to have to make a Switch Pro. And then the same thing is going to happen in however many years' time. Yeah. But at least if it comes out next year, it's they're sort of in this, at least making that gap a bit smaller. Yeah. Do you think they're trying to get more third-party support? Is that kind of... Is that their sort of ultimate goal here because obviously they've been getting more well the weird thing they have they have the weird thing though that they seem to be going into is cloud gaming they seem to like i don't know if you saw but like hitman 3 and the control, and control have just been announced as cloud editions um, i played the demo oh and how did it work shit yeah just not did it not run well at all it looked like ass and didn't run all that great it's a shame because I really want to play Control. Um, but yeah, if I don't know what they're really. Th- I guess they're just thinking, oh, we want to find a way that we can get more modern games onto the original Switch. Because I suppose, yeah, that is a way that they could keep alongside companies and continue to get third party mm. support. Is if they say, oh, well, yeah, you don't have to make a different version of the Switch because we'll stream it. But the simple fact is that pe- not enough people in the UK have good enough internet connections to make that viable. Like you can, they they released that little USB to Ethernet dongle, didn't they? Which was oh, just they? a really, yeah, a really like funny little addition. <laughs> like, who is that for? Yeah, like pro Smash players that play on Twitch. I was going to say, yeah, Nint- it, like, Nintendo's ha- like best handheld console ever that you have to then plug into your bloody broadband <laughs> to be able to play games online. I mean, sit at the my window. My PC is is wired in. Because it is so much better. I can't believe I used to well, play yeah, but games that almost, on, on wireless. But that's fine because your PC is sat there all day. Um, yeah. Whereas this I, thing, I put, I, a 50, I, I put a fifty meter Cat Six cable outside the house and drilled a hole in the outside <laughs> wall. Amazing. That's what it took. Yeah, I need. It's worth I, it. I need to get that. I need to get on the wired Ethernet life. Yeah. So, oh, I think all we can say is. Nintendo are capable of anything. They are capable of doing the weird... Like, when I had a Nintendo DS, which was weird enough as it was, because it had two bloody screens, the last thing I was thinking when I was playing that is, God, I wish they'd make this 3D. God, I wish they'd put a little (laughs) slider on the bottom that makes me go cross-eyed whenever I play Zelda. It was was great. It was was clever. It was really clever, but it flipping hurt my eyes. I don't know about you. Yeah, I didn't didn't, didn't ever want want it i watched a video on super mario 3d land not world yeah that was the 3ds one and and that one had like this entire tutorial section that was based on having the 3d turned on but no. then you could play the entire game with the 3d turned off and it made no difference 
Oh, right. As in, it it didn't really alter your perspective enough for it to like be a huge feature. Yeah, yeah. But I'm the same as you. It just like it was just like the threat of a headache was always looming because it was a bit dodge. Like it wasn't that nice to look at, was it? No, 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 no. It was it was a so, it was a cool idea, and and the 3ds as a console, three D the actual 3D element to one side was actually a really great handheld console and had some flipping great games on it. But hey ho, that's Nintendo. It might explain why they've gone so quiet and strange this year, because they're working on stuff. It's, it's hardly the most like discreet discreet way of like and abandoned us with nothing but animal crossing (laughs) and a remote control car (laughs) all year (laughs) this this will this will shut everyone up give them a who remembers remote control cars they'll they'll like that give them a give them an rc car well like that scale electric scale electric scale electric yeah um they're weird. They're a weird company, but they make some great stuff. Having played that Age of Calamity demo, I'm so excited for Breath of the Wild 2, man. I love that game. This world, give it to me again. <laughs> Wait, you can, you can have it again. You can play Age of Calamity. and um, Yeah, I can. Obviously, it's very different gameplay-wise. But I can, yeah. It's the story's tied in. Yeah, so just hearing all the funny, hearing all the sound sound effects again made me so happy. But yeah, that's what we want from the the Nintendo Switch 2.0 Pro Elite Cool Cool Guy Edition. Um, how about you? If you're a Nintendo Nintendo gamer, let us know. Let us know what you would want. Or if you're not a Nintendo gamer, but there's and there's always sort of been something stopping you from doing that. What would you want from uh, a Nintendo Switch 2.0? Please just, just just let us know. That'd be a really nice thing for you to do. I thought you were asking me again. I was like, we've just spent four minutes talking about it. Can you imagine if uh, that was me asking you again? That'd be well weird. Did you not hear the slight shift in my tone? I clocked it afterwards. Ah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, at the time, I was like, oh, he's putting me on, on the spot. Going to go in circles here. Anyway, anyway. Well, that's that, I suppose. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any comments on today's subject about Nintendo, maybe you've heard your own rumour or maybe you've got your own thoughts on these rumours and something to add, uh, please do email us at pushingbuttonspod at gmail.com. That email again, pushingbuttonspod at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on social media. The Twitter is at PBPodcastUK and the Instagram is at pushingbuttonspod. Pod. Can you give us those again? Yes, I can. Uh, Twitter is at PB Podcast UK and Instagram is at Pushing Buttons Pod. We're also on YouTube. Uh, Subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh. Uh, sorry, mate. We we yeah. currently don't have a cool URL. We need a hundred subscribers for that. We're currently on seventeen subscribers. We want a lot more subscribers. Please do go and subscribe to us and keep your eyes peeled for a spangly new video on Monday. We need eighty-three more subscribers to get to 100 and get our own pushing buttons you are until then you can listen to us on spotify apple pod apple music youtube deezer iHeartRadio, and stitcher mm. so look out for our podcast on all those platforms including our youtube channel pushing buttons and you can be in stitches on stitcher and you can be uh none of the other ones work or we might we actually um we sound pretty decent on Deezer. <laughs> yes. Uh, a podcast a day keeps the doctor away on Apple Podcasts. Yes. We also get some 
amazing reviews on Amazon Music. Amazon Amazon And you can spot us on Spotify. Yes, and we've got a lot of love. Our hearts are full on iHeartRadio because we're on that too. We're just a couple of geezers on Deezer. I've already done Deezer, you idiot. Did you? Yes, oh, I shit. said sound decent on Deezer. Oh, oh it's because it was crap. That's why I forgot. Uh, fair, fair plays. Um, Got anything for YouTube? I uh, remember when on, on Apple Music, uh, the band U2 released their that whole album and, and nobody wanted it, but it was just appeared on your phone one day. Yeah, we're also on YouTube. YouTube. Goodbye, everyone. See you next week. See you next week! Bye-bye. Goodbye! Stop. Wait a minute. Stop the music. Stop the music. What? Why? What's, what's going on? So, here's a little podcast extra for you. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And if and if you hear pops and bangs, it's, it's firework night, and uh, we've both got a lot of flashing lights and explodey things uh, going on near our windows. I believe that to be true. I've just seen a Catherine wheel outside. That's um, cute. Uh, and there's boys throwing poppers. Every actually, no, they're not called poppers. That's that's something else. Oh, um, there's, wi- wi- there's whiz bangers. There's Catherine wheels. There's bit- I don't know the names of fireworks. It's, it's all, so I'm going to stop. It's all happening. Anyway, I had a tweet um, earlier from our dear listener. Wal Muhammad, and uh, I don't know if you saw this, Bellum, but basically he tweeted me a video, mm-hmm. which is a documentary about the creation of Frog Fractions, the game we mentioned and talked about earlier. Indeed, yeah, I saw it as well. It's it's by NoClip, who actually are a really great uh, YouTube gaming documentary channel, um, and it's run by Danny O'Dwyer, who is a great sort of game documentarian. So I haven't watched it yet. I saw that you had been tagged in this thing. I'm guessing yeah. you are you are now talking to me because you've watched it. Absolutely right. You know, we talked about it earlier, and I wasn't like super positive about it. Um, yeah, essentially because I missed the joke. Um, and and the documentary is very interesting. We're going to go into spoilers about this game now. Um, so if you just want to go in there and try Frog Fractions for yourself and um, either the same thing will happen uh, to you that happened to me where the, the the sort of development didn't happen or if you find the secret and, you know, you can sort of open up that world and go into it yourself. Right. So spoiler warning from this point onwards, we're going to be talking about Frog Fractions just very briefly. Um <laughs> Because it's essentially one of these, it's one of these joke games that um, I've played a few of them, like you know, like, like I mentioned, Pony Island and things like that, where they set it sets itself up to be something, and then it definitely isn't that thing. Right. Okay. Uh, I, I do recommend the docu- documentary. Thank you for that, Lawal. It kind of clarified why you liked this game and suggested it in the first place. But it's also just an interesting uh, watch bit of history. It's, it's kind of mad that he he sent that to you before even he hasn't heard obviously this episode yet and he hasn't heard what you thought of the episode so it's mad that he sent you that anyway it's it's kind of worked out quite nicely so in the in the documentary he he talks about how he was developing this game and realized what he was making was was quite boring um 
And so he opened up what he was going to do with it and kind of subvert expectations. And the original version of the game had a tutorial in it, but the tutorial revealed that you could dive under the pond. Right. Uh, And upon playtesting it and a friend of his playtesting it, he, he was just like, get rid of the tutorial. Now, he openly admits that what this means is that some people would play the game and think this is just a boring, you're just licking bugs, this is really Which is what you did. Which is what happened to me. Uh, Because the only way you would find the secret is if you just just weren't really thinking and you basically pressed the S key or pulled down on your analogue stick and ended up going under the screen and then suddenly the game opens up. I didn't do that because I was just expecting more waves and something to happen. So I was stuck in this cycle of buying the upgrade that gives you homing like a homing tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uninstalling yeah. the upgrade, installing it again. And yeah. I was like, this is a recurring joke. This has got to be going somewhere. And about 45 minutes later, I was like, I'm done. I don't know what's going on. I'm not progressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happened to me. But the developer openly admits that there is a possibility that a lot of people, this would be their experience. Um, I, kind of rate, I kind of rate him for having the guts to, to do that because it's such a payoff. Yeah, it's a massive payoff. So... That, that's kind of spoiler number one, really, is that that's how you progress. The second sort of major spoiler is that the game has like dialogue options. It has like a rhythm style DDR section. And it also turns into one of those like, I forgot what they call them, bullet hells, like a Japanese like space flight shooter. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those 2D bullets everywhere kind uh, yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's the really famous one? Uh, is like Gallagher? I don't think I, I know what you mean. It's not Gallagher, but I think okay. I know what I know what yeah. you mean. So basically, I've missed out on 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 all of that. So I may it's still installed. So I may go back and give it another try. Go on, do um, it, mate. Do it. Shall I do it? Maybe I, we could do it on stream or something. I, yeah, but, I want to see the moment that you the the reveal happens. Yeah. So is it but, like a total shift in like gameplay then? As soon as you dive under? Yeah, like. Um, I'm not again. I'm not 100 percent sure what happens, but uh, he takes it in really weird places. Like he just played Dear Esther, and like decided to like he he did a I forgot what the studies on, but he'd written some some sort of essay, and he decided to turn it into poetry. So there's a section where you're like going through a maze, and his voice is just reading poetry at you, and just stuff oh, like great. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's just loads oh, of I'm weird well little loads of weird little like shifts in tone and gameplay and uh yeah i I didn't i didn't get there unfortunately um but i thought it was worth just doing a little podcast extra at the end here to sort of validate what was going on there but yeah it's a shame it didn't work out for me but there you go yeah well if if only you'd seen this well it's yeah i think it's a weird one because as he predicted there are just going to be some people that are just like well this game's weird What's the point of that? Yeah. Um, but I really like that. So, like, if someone did just, like you said, accidentally do it, be like, whoa, what the hell? Whoa, what? It would be such an amazing <laughs> moment. Um, I, I like that. I'm going to have to definitely go yeah. and watch that documentary now. Yeah, the, the documentary is literally just called Frog Fractions Documentary. It's on the No Clip YouTube channel. It, it's it's really great. There's even there's a second uh, documentary about Frog Fractions Two uh, that I've yet to watch. Uh, so I'll dive into that one, at, you know, later. Juicy. Anyway, we just wanted to dive back into the podcast uh, right at the end there. So we'll we'll cue the end music and 
bid you goodbye until next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, and hope you enjoyed this little interruption. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.